here's a prayer, like most prayers, that is a work in progress. Uh, it's offered uh, for us here at St. Paul's. So pray with me, please. Bless us, your servants, O Lord, who travel this life's journey together. Thank you for leading us to a place where you welcome all. Grant that we may walk with your love in our hearts, your courage in our struggles, and your compassion for our neighbors. Sustain us, Lord, by the power of your spirit and create new paths of inspiration to unfold before us. In your name we pray. Amen. You'll see that again at the end of the report downstairs. And here is um, some from the Rector's annual report. Here's an open secret. All that stuff about the way of love, those words we're always talking about, particularly at the end of the service, those practices for Jesus-centered life, that's code for discipleship. And that renewal works, spiritual life inventory, we did the year before last, and they're still working. And that we're continuing, we'll be reporting on that today at the annual meeting. <clears throat> Discipleship. I first learned about renewal works at a continuing education conference that was called Discipleship Matters. Today's and most every Sunday's lectures, <coughs> discipleship, <coughs> following Jesus, loving and serving Jesus, being in relationship with Jesus and with each other and all of creation. In his name. Fishing for people <coughs> in his name. Being more like Jesus. Having been raised, as you know, in another tradition, I sometimes wonder if discipleship is one is a word that resonates much with Episcopalians. Is it one of those uh, scary words like evangelism? If so, let's change that. Because it really just means learn. One of the way of love words. A disciple of Jesus is one who learns from Jesus to be more like Jesus. We have many opportunities to learn from and about Jesus here. We are so blessed to have Francis Chamberlain as our Director of Christian Education and Formation for our children and youth, and the occasional intergenerational event, such as that wonderful Advent merriment in the center. Or those way of love wooden coins given out to all ages at our backpack blessing in September, she organized. Have you gotten yours yet? There are still a few in baskets at the 
entrance. If not, please grab one on your way out. Now, for the grown-ups, we are fortunate to have adult form, led by Amy Foster. They've recently started meeting just down the hall in the beautiful common room. Did you know that? How convenient. Why don't you check it out next Sunday at 9? Or, same location, different time, Fellowship Thursday Bible Study at 5.30, led by our seminarian, she's somewhere, she had Sia, Jared, teaching is, oh there she is, right in front of me, you mean right there? <laughs> I don't have my contacts in. Uh, she had Sia, Jared, and anyone who knows, uh, does the Thursday Bible Study knows, right? Teaching is her great gift. It's a great gift of hers. So take advantage of it while we're lucky enough to have her here. Did you know that our Wednesday 1210 chapel service is basically an informal Bible study, getting a head start on the following week's lectures. And as part of our Renewal Works follow-up, we started sending out those homegrown email blasts, right? with the, uh, some questions about the readings upcoming. But one of the most significant learning opportunities of the year, I think, was the Lent Easter class we had introducing the way of love. Not only was it an excellent curriculum, but we experimented with having two sessions of the same class, one on the regular Wednesday evening and the other Sunday after church, thus basically doubling our participation. Some of my favorite things are the more non-traditional ways of learning to be a disciple of Jesus. Advent, do nothing. When we get together during Advent and, well, do nothing <laughs> much, but sit together in the chapel by candlelight and soak in the silence. The star words that choose us as we celebrate Epiphany at the beginning of the year. Listening deeply for new expressions of the holy on our poetry Sundays. You know, we are up to three of those a year now. Turning to our neighbor to discuss the day's gospel for a dwelling in the word type sermon. Or just hanging in there for extended silence as part of a sermon. I realize all of this isn't easy for all of us, and that's okay. Sometimes doing things that stretch us are how we grow as disciples. Of course, of course, worshiping God together is the most important way we're formed as Jesus' disciples. Administrative Assistant Jennifer Parson and Sexton Bobby Gervais work behind the scenes virtually all week to make this possible. Music Director 
who we miss him today, Jay Lindsay, contributes so much to enhance our worship, as do our choir and our choristers. Of course, we sadly aren't singing today, after all, with Jay being out. Our choral scholars and Helen Stone of the flute. Here again, we are blessed to have seminarian Shansia assisting in our liturgy, and all of you who contribute in whatever capacity. We developed quite a team for our Ashes to Go ministry, not only out on Main Street twice during the day, but this year we began for the first time also doing Ashes to Go at the new train station. We worshiped for several weeks this summer down in air-conditioned Wilkinson Hall, and for the first time, outside, under the canopies on the North Lawn. <clears throat> no place, of course, compares with this magnificent space, and we celebrated the 150th anniversary of its consecration this year. It was fun to have pictures of some of us, and especially the church, on the front page of the Record Journal, and to give tours to the public of our space during Celebrate Wallet Prayer. But the highlight was our anniversary service in September, complete with antique silver, which we're using again today, antique prayer book liturgy from 1789, antique priest, <laughs> in costume, up at the Way High Altar, a catered period tea, and, oh yes, that skit, <laughs> right, that skit, telling the story of the first church on this location that sadly burned down, and the building of this structure. No one who was here that day will soon forget the church school students playing prominent figures in our history, from the bishop who presided at the consecration service to our longtime senior warden, Maris Platt, Sandra Simpson. But they had a little help from their elders. Jane Smith as Mrs. Moses Y. Beach, who opened the door, literally, for Mr. Moses Y. Beach to provide the seed money for the building fund. And who played Moses Y. Beach in a bathrobe? Our own dearly beloved, strongest of pillars, the late great Bob Mansfield. Hamming it up. <laughs> in what turned out to be one of the last of nearly a lifetime of Sundays spent in this place he loved, and where he is still loved. Am I right? He is still loved. We learn best how to be disciples from the example of those among us who are disciples. With Bob and so many others, we are surrounded by a great class.
cloud witnesses. And I see many faithful disciples here in these pews, even now. You can't be a disciple of Jesus by keeping what you've learned to yourself. Jesus taught his followers to be disciples and then sent them out as apostles to serve in his name. Their faithfulness is a huge part of why we are even here today. And we're here to pass along what we've learned about God's love in Jesus to our neighbors, our children, and all who come after us. We're here to be faithful to and grow many of the ministries I've already mentioned. We're here to continue deepening our participation in the Episcopal Church in Connecticut season of racial healing, justice, and reconciliation. We're here to challenge one another to go out and serve our neighbors at the shelter at Master's Manor, on our doorstep, during the autism walk, with youth in Philadelphia, our friends who need clean water in Nicaragua, and any other place our neighbors need us. Some right here under our noses just waiting to be discovered. We need a prudent financial foundation to sustain this life of discipleship. As you'll see in Ralph Nardi's excellent stewardship report, we've managed <laughs> to squeeze out a modest increase in overall pledge income this year. And we're still counting, so it's not too late. <laughs> we so appreciate all the new pledges and many of you who built up increasing your pledge. Thank you. Thank you. The truth remains that more than $30,000 of our pledge income comes from just two pledging families. And a significant part of that is from a generous employer match. Well, that's wonderful for now. But it's not a healthy model for the long term. But we need to continue to build up and out our pledge base. Faithful stewardship is an integral part of faithful discipleship. Pray God, we continue heeding the renewal works process of discipleship, making spiritual growth the priority. Pray God, we challenge one another to take responsibility for our own spiritual growth. That's a key phrase. Take responsibility for our own spiritual growth. Support one another, walking Jesus' way of love with such joy that others can't help but notice. Maybe keep the faith, as presiding Bishop Michael Curry says. <laughs> 
worshiping, blessing, resting, and going wherever Jesus needs us. Respectfully submitted, the Reverend G. Andrew.